Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Batman Through the Years, uh, by way of Mad Magazine, is something that we're going to be taking a look at today on Cartoonist Kayfabe. Uh, but first, got to let you guys know that we have a Patreon out there. Uh, the biggest supporters of the Patreon get all of the videos before anybody else. Completely mitigates the Kayfabe effect. I think that's going to happen with this video in particular. And I'm showing the comic cover to the chat room for the biggest supporters of the cha of the channel so they're getting first dibs on ebay and amazon for uh this book that we're going to be talking about today uh the videos are brought to you by the books that we make right before you you're looking at our bibliographies uh right now i am soliciting the new red room comics to your local comic shop red room crypto killers issue one is uh being offered to your comic shop put it in your pre-orders right now get that stuff put on your pool list Two volumes of the trade paperbacks are out there, Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings, Hip-Hop Family Tree, 10-Year Anniversary, X-Men Grand Design, WYSIWYG are my books. Jimmy's going to have Hulk Grand Design hit number one on Amazon, thanks to you guys. Uh, it's coming out February 22nd, selling out uh, on various Amazon platforms, Mexico, South America, other places. Plain Change is a, is a collection he has out in the wild from Little Brown and Street Angel Deadly Scroll Alive trade paperback is out there so support our books more videos can keep happening and uh jimmy when we were putting together potential episodes uh, for the future i handed this off to you the mad batman spectacular from july 1997 because it is a great sample of mad comics throughout the years it is a showcase of mort drucker it's a cool way to show Mort drucker off uh from uh throughout the years and it is just uh some of the some of the funnest batman comics that you uh, could get your hands on, to be honest. Yeah, I love that they do these various collections because yeah. um, all Batman, mad, great. Who doesn't like that? Right. It is funny the order that they're in, you know, like you can kind of tell the it era. Sense. It does make sense. You can tell the era of when this is being sold by what is front and center. Yeah. The you Michael know. Keaton 1989 Batman phenomenon, people fucking cutting bat signals into the back of their heads. <laughs> I had a couple of kids at school, man. The little Mighty Mites uh, football team. They they all decided to uh, get the bat sig Smart. signal put into their heads. Uh, but then when you when you zero in even closer and you and you actually like go into the comic, it is totally rooted in the time that it was put together. Where you have your your Ed Koch, Mayor uh, character, Paul Kersey talking about how this Batman is even more right wing than 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 they were. That's amazing. And then you think about like the B-listers, like I like Arliss. You remember Arliss? Yes. That was a fun show. And he's in that movie. I forgot he was in the movie actually. And it's like, hey, Arliss gets a, a caricature. It's real funny to see stuff too, like the Batmobile, which at the time I thought was so cool. And now I look at it and it's like, what is that? For? Like, it's so bizarre, the design. And they even talk about it, man. Like, why does a guy like that need a car like that? He doesn't. Toy manufacturers do. Cutting promos right away. It's so true. The syncopation and the rhythm of each of these strips, it all reads the same. And it's like Borscht Belt, Catskills, set up punchline, set up punchline, set up punchline, set up punchline. Every panel, I feel like it would be, you got to be tuned in to be able to write that sort of stuff because uh, that would exhaust me to have yeah, to come yeah, up yeah. with punchlines, you know, 10 a page. I'm sure they're tuned in, you yeah. know, like like it has to happen. Legit, this to me is a great Joker. Oh, totally. Like, like regardless of obviously we're looking at a Jack Nicholson caricature, but I feel like if that Joker showed up in a Batman comic legit, it would work. Oh, absolutely. So, so much of this stuff works. That's the impressive thing is not just the likenesses that, that Drucker and all the mad artists are able to do, but that 
almost stand alone on their own as designs, they work. There are these little bits here, like that's somebody. Is that Bob Kane holding a Batman comic? But that's somebody. It's such an incepted idea since he's standing in front of the Bob Kane building. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Uh, I don't know that these guys had very much to work with whenever they put together their movie parodies. They clearly got to see the flicks early enough because uh, I was grabbing Mad Magazines mm -hmm. and they would schedule them very properly. Like, like it would be perfect. It, it would be so perfect to the point that, like, you get the Mad issue, maybe you don't read the parody because the movie ain't coming out for Man, two weeks. Man, that's a good point. Uh, so they had some access and they hit all those beats. Um, yeah, yeah, it's funny to think of Matt as like some kind of payola sellout scam of like promoing Batman. Just press, you know, press has to see the stuff, you know, like there would be reviews in Entertainment Weekly the same time the Bad Parody would be out. So, you know, you got to get your press people to talk about it. Certainly in those days, pre-internet, little paste-ups from, from uh, like Dick Sprang comics, which is interesting. Uh, you get a little glimpse of a Mort Drucker, you know, Superman in here. And he's a, he's a cartoonist with the best of them. I have that first... Uh, like you know how those DC like Marvel milestone shits, uh, the hardcover joints. Yeah. Um, I have the um, Sergeant Rock that has more Drucker fucking war comics in there. I've never seen Sergeant those. Rock. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So so he he can do that shit. He just really came into his own here. Here, like I'm a, let me let me insult some of the douchebaggery out there, man. When I say that, uh, did you know Lando Calrissian was in uh, the original Batman movie? He was he was Harvey Dent. Jeez, talk about forgetting stuff. I saw this movie twice in theaters when I was a kid. I was so excited by it. We caught it at the uh, drive-in. But it's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, these things bring back so much memory because, like, age-wise, this is exactly on the target audience. Totally. And uh, we jump right into the strip that started it all, uh, Batboy and Rubin by Kurtzman and uh, Wally Wood. And the astounding thing about this is it's in the original comic book issues, of Mad before it becomes a magazine. It was in full color. Uh, it's in the 50s, early 50s, 50, maybe 1953, 54. And it captures all of the pieces that the Adam West 1966 show would like really like lean on. It's all in right. here from the start. All the Deus Ex Machina, Bat Built bullshits for how, how to get out of stuff. eight ball on Robin's uh, breast pocket there right. for the uh, big splash page. Right. <laughs> he, I, he really is like predicting the future with this stuff. I think that they were nervous in a small way about like playing around with treacherous territory. Like there really weren't parodies and lampoons like that being done in pop culture very much. Like Mad really started a lot of that kind of stuff. So they are in almost every couple of panels. It's that doth protesteth. Right. Too much kind of thing where it's like, you know, we repeat, this is a lampoon. <laughs> yeah. Bat boy, what a boy. Ruben, what a you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, you got your Deus Ex Machina bat belt stuff. That's, you know, bat shark repellent. Mm -hmm. uh, you got your goofy Batmobile bullshit. You have... Your boys gotta like rappel and hang on buildings, but what if they're not so good at being able to do that? You gotta do a couple of passes. It's that that stuff's really funny when you think of the '60s and like the sideways climbing up the buildings and stuff. I mean, that piece is even in here. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. This is a really nice reproduction too. I was looking at this online in color, and you know the printing of those old comics, it's so kind of busted up and garbage paper. So like, you really get to see Woods' artwork well here. I wonder if they very slightly 
stretch the artwork because it feels square does it not it feels like it's the proportion it fits the proportions of the magazine like everything else it and fits really well I, i'd have to measure it to see that you know golden age comics a little bit little wider, wider than what we're used to so that might have helped and if you look you know like the margins on top and bottom are small here so i don't know the, the lettering doesn't look stretched but it if doesn't. you just stretched it a few percent it might not show up that's right and the the great punchline uh to it all is that uh uh, Bat Boy is a vampire Bat Boy, but uh, dude, even the uh, sound effect stuff, right? Like, like oh, that's beautiful. that's something that the Adam West, yeah, uh, show very true. Like, obviously like leans on in a, in a big way whenever they have their fight sequences and things. It's so, so weird to think of this as they like hit a predecessor. All. Yeah, yeah you're, hit, you're right. They hit it all. Uh, <laughs> Love it, Sergio Aragonis. One of my favorite interviews we've ever done, Ed. Everybody, if you haven't watched that and you want to feel good about comics, go watch it. Absolutely. But love this stuff. Um, what a funny cartoonist. So good. And, and like, you just have to be, once again, dialed into that kind of thought process because Sergio was, not only was he doing this feature, sometimes like maybe two of them in an issue, but there's the marginalia. Mm -hmm. That he, that he would also do. Such a quick wit. You know, the one criticism I have is I wish that the credits were more pronounced in here because like that Kurtzman comic, Kurtzman's name's nowhere. No, and it's never done. It's, it's you got your main guys and then the usual gang of idiots. It's how, like how, how it is, you know? Uh, yeah. It's so funny reading this because, because I, like I was there for all of it. And I remember, you know, these comics, more Drucker has been fucking drawn mad magazine stories since like maybe the 50s we have every issue in the other room like we could find out when he f shows up so in the 90s he's an old dude already drawing this shit and as a kid i remember so often when i would read like a mad parody or something that like the the guys who drew it they obviously didn't know like ref certain references and they didn't know certain actors like they, they had no importance to the, right. the artist so like this is the parents of um Oswald Cobblepot, fucking uh, the Penguin, and the guy that plays the dad is Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, but like that's not him. That's just a standing guy because wow. more truckers watching the flick and ain't even paying attention. But that could have been a great opportunity to put Pee Wee right there or something. And I remember like when I would read these things, I'm like, these old they, these old guys, they they're out of touch. They just don't get it. Do you know how how like a comic like this works? Like is a script generated before the artwork? That's a good question. I mean, it, it must it be. Se it seems shocking in a way, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's so hard to imagine writing this script without seeing the artwork. Here's the other thing, too. Like, I, like, I bet you it is, and I bet you it's pasted up, and that's what it's the boards that Drucker oh, gets. Oh, yeah, you know what? That'd be the old school. That'd be, like, just from the original ECs, that would have been, probably. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but, like, Drucker would do several features and issue sometimes, so that guy had to draw with some speed. Definitely. Which is remarkable, because he draws everything. He does, man. Real great. I was looking at like his tires are fucking exquisite. This feels like uh, almost uh, Will Eisner references. Something about those those pillars and the signage just really reminds me of Eisner. And then you got to get the, the timely pieces in there. <laughs> Little Stimpy cat. Yeah, we saw the turtles on the previous page. Nice and <laughs> Stimpy. You know, the other thing is like I don't know that uh, that Drucker was up on um, Christopher Walken too much because like. Cause like this dude is kind of generic, you know, and and like if he was going full, uh, yeah. I wonder when Walken becomes Walken. It's weird because I mean he's had such a career. Like even like those prophecy movies, I feel like were out. Oh and, yeah, he's and had a great, and great career, but he became Christopher Walken at some point. You yeah. know, and it's like the icon that everybody does an impression of. Right. And I wonder when that happens. 
Yeah, because see, it just doesn't hit. Like, it's just, it's some old dude with white hair. But he looks like him sometimes. Some of this kind of stuff I find really strong drawing. Almost like, I don't know, throwaway gags, yeah. lesser characters. Sometimes you, that stuff really jumps out as being, you, you see what a great cartoonist he is when you, a throwaway piece You get to see awesome. his real hand. What his real hand is when he's not just doing caricaturization. <laughs> this is such a disturbing panel, man, where it's just like, all the most like kind of famous cartoon kids in, in a kind of a bondage. <laughs> this <laughs> he, had to be fun. Yeah. And and that was some of my favorite stuff in, in Mad Magazine was like when they would get Angelo Torres to do kayfabe strips. Look at that reflection, that water texture. So good. That's the thing. Like his ability to draw everything is uh, probably not something we all think of first with him. But man, that's part of how you get multiple features an issue for decades. Get a Paul Coker uh, Jr. joint on the uh, ones and twos, man. He's a favorite to a lot of people. He he brought the he brought that classy like New Yorker gag yeah. gag hand to uh, to Mad Magazine. It feels like stylistically, he'd be one of the last guys that really had that skill set. You know, sure. I think that was something when you see like how to do comics throughout the years. That's a piece that sold for decades, but by I mean, this is early 90s, I guess. Not very many people practicing that, especially at that level. And at the time, topically, like, when it was mentioned that uh, George Clooney was going to be Batman, like, everybody dismissed it. But the thing is, it had to fall on deaf ears to a certain extent because it was Mr. Mom who played fucking Batman in the first two. And everybody's Seriously? like, Michael Keaton, are you fucking joking? I had no context for it. Like, I didn't give a fuck about Mr. Mom. In fact... Mr. Mom was pro propelled uh, by Batman to me, and I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta see him in, in this, you know? Batman was my first Michael Keaton, I would say. So I had none of those prejudices, but Clooney was getting a lot of it. And, you know, it took it took uh, Robert Rodriguez and uh, Tarantino to, like, take the fucking ER scrubs off of that dude and turn him into a, a big-time actor. This guy, Duck Edwing, he would be, he would be uh, ubiquitous. I had a real like I always thought of his stuff as like good like daily strip type cartooning style. And then you wonder you look at this piece and it's like is that Doug Edwin or is that is that uh, Sergio? <laughs> now this, this is, is sexy wild. stuff. This could have been rolled right into the into DC Comics. But maybe minus Calvin, <laughs> right? It's <laughs> Robin, but uh, really slick. Like it's such a good marriage of style. You know, it lends itself perfectly to this treatment. Yeah. Yeah, you just push the jaw a little touch, man. But, like, even the proportions are pretty close. That clean line work is kind of nice. You know something that would uh, be a great, like, side business for these guys, too, is um, the su the subjects buy that artwork. Uh, Howard Stern owns a bunch of, like, paintings and shit like that. Um, all throughout, like, comics, period. Uh, Matt Boers when he was doing idiot box and, and doing political editorial strips, these Republican dudes would fucking buy his, they would get a kick out of like Matt Boers drawing them in bondage domination gear and, and have those images framed. It feels ludicrous. I, I would like to think that Matt would uh, double the charge for, for any douchebags <laughs> or whatever. But uh, that's a tip for everybody, by the way, that's selling your artwork, double whatever you think it's worth. <laughs> 
Now this is a cool piece, man, because we just looked at a lot of basically contemporary Mort Drucker. You know, this this magazine uh, gets compiled in 1997. You know, you have Batman 89, like 91, 93, something like that. Uh, we're going back to 66, man. We're going to the Adam West TV show, and you're getting to see what his style looked like then. Like, in my in my lifetime, Mort Drucker, to me, always looked the same. It's, yeah. like, it's like very reliable. This is a different approach. I think it's using some duotone. I love this stuff. It, it, it's the part that we mentioned at the top of the show that it's not... The, the stories aren't reprinted chronologically. Right. Um, but it's such a treat to get to this story and get to see this flashback. And it's beautiful. Like, the Batman television pieces that are folded in like those sound effects they look so good here yeah yeah for sure he's got a looser style more sketchy line work mm -hmm. you know very interesting here like the modern day more drucker wouldn't do it i don't think he had the tools that he had uh available in terms of print technologies uh because like these beautiful washes and shit the like they weren't doing that like you don't yeah, see right. that so he he had duotone he had to use different materials at the time or maybe that's just where his head was at that moment and it's interesting to see like um, the promos that are cut on the Batman TV show feel like, like I'm a fan of the Batman TV show a lot, uh -huh. but I feel like there's definitely like Neil Adams. There's like a kickback against it, right? The 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 the, the real fan, like the real comic book fans, you know, had this conversation with a lot of dudes uh, who from that period, man, and they were fucking insulted. Yes, because it's like you're laughing at like I we take this shit serious, and you're stepping our comics back a million years. It feels like that's the point of view or the tone of this story. Like this would be a bunch of real comic book people complaining about what the TV show is like. Look at that right there. Like that's probably like straight up on set. Amazing. <laughs> me, me the, guy, my... the guy laying on his side with the camera, exactly. hilarious. Exactly. Me and my kid brother, we, we would like, tr we had no concept that that was the deal. Sure. And we thought that those dudes were fucking repelling and, and that it worked and stuff. It was on the family channel when we were kids, right before Rin Tin Tin Canine Cop. And uh, me and my brother, we tried to try as we may, man. We just could not look as graceful as they did. I love like Alfred as the figure here. You know, just these two skinny legs standing together. It's all just a black silhouette of right. this whole shape. It's foundational cartooning, though. Yeah. It's the shapes, you know? It's it's that thing of, like, I don't know that that's in How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way, but at some point, I think you realize, oh, yeah, it's just shapes. Right. And, uh, you know, the punchline to this is merchandising. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> when I got to this page, I was like, okay, Jackie Mason, Boy George, Joe Piscopo, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. He looks familiar. I don't know who that is, but it's Bob Guccione. Mm. Of Penthouse fame. Penthouse fame. Uh, Jackie Mason as the caterer. I actually like this art a lot. This yeah. isn't an artist that I'm familiar with, but I really like, and, and some of it especially, like that Robin head to me, mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah, really sharp, but we should call that out. Uh, the artwork is by uh, Rick Tolka. Do you know that name? I actually do. I actually do. He, he, he takes over um, Cracked. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I like the work a lot here, so uh, somebody I'll keep an eye out for going forward. Yes. Boy George's cross dresser. Uh, Bob Guccione Bob has a sleaze bag. I'll tell you what, the, uh, the, the mad stuff, very on PC historically. You know what I mean? If you were to go through mad history, like you'd find a lot of stuff where it's like, oh boy, maybe we can't reprint that. Or <laughs> there, There's stuff in this issue too. Oh, that's uh, for sure, man. That, that, that first Batman joint? Yes. Talk about the uh, aesthetics of that costume? Yes. Go back and check that out, man. Freeze on that 
screen. Joe Piscopo is the irritant. This is when, this is that uh, era, like, you know, years before this, uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans was good friends with Eddie Murphy. And, you know, Joe Piscopo was on SNL with Eddie Murphy. And whenever he would do promo, he would just be talking about, like, my buddy Eddie Murphy, blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> like all this stuff. And, like, that's how they would parody him on In Living Color is just, like, oh, yeah, my pal Eddie Murphy, blah, 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 blah. Hard to argue with that. If I could at all say my pal Eddie Murphy, I'd be dropping that a lot. <laughs> and Andy Rooney was catching a lot of flack at this time also because he, he was at his most uh, salty on, like, what was that, 60 Minutes or one of those, like, late nights. That's going to be us one day. Like, at some point, you just become the parody of yourself. Why is it they call it taking a dump and not leaving a dump? (laughs) (laughs) You're not taking it anywhere. Hey, we haven't mentioned it at all. Do you like the typeset lettering? I just accepted it. Yeah. You know, like, certainly, like, look at the amount of text Mm. required to get some of these jokes across. In hand lettering terms, you couldn't do it. It It would be, you know, that Ivan Brunetti page from Schizo amount of I, I just accepted it you know like it, it was it was what it was um i like it better sometimes than whenever it's like the faux hand lettering but it's digital it's some font oh, sure. that stands out like yeah. I, I have no problem with this kind of lettering it feels like magaziney it feels yeah. like you know it's the way magazines were uh it's really kicking kicking me in the balls right now that like my magazine like i got this off the rack and it's so yellow and looks so old that like the mad magazines that i bought at flea markets yeah. and shit like that. Like I like I got this thing brand new. Yeah, everybody loves newsprint, man. This is real newsprint. The Val Kilmer, Chris O'Donnell, Nicole Kidman, Batman. Kiss from a motherfucking rose. Mm. What an era. Yeah, it's funny to see it immortalized here. It's amazing to think of uh, what the back... <laughs> Going full Schumacher. Doing exactly what Joel Schumacher wanted. Hilarious. And you know what? For- foreshadowing, foretelling uh, the future of DC Comics, man. I'll tell you this. I think the Sh- Schumacher version has a lot more in common with the Chris Nolan Batmans than people want to uh, acknowledge. We, you should... Uh, you should, t- you should- Expand on that thesis at a later date on the channel, Jimmy, because yeah. I would love to, to, to hear your thoughts on that. There's some visual splendor that uh, the two have in common. <laughs> we uh, we finish off with a little bit of a uh, a little bit of uh, Uma Thurman Batman outtakes with the Bane character. Was he in that? I guess he was in that first movie. Like there was like a little skinny dude, and they give him the juice, and he gets big. I don't know if they call him Bane. Anyhow, there it is, man. Celebrating Mort Drucker and the Batman parodies of Yore and Mad Magazine. Uh, I'm good to go if you're good to go, Jimmy. Okay, favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. And we have a Patreon uh, where you can support the channel. Uh, Various levels of support are available there. And if you choose the biggest uh, level, you are watching this video stream right at this moment. I'm showing you the cover of the, the comic as we speak and uh, there are people buying that thing off of uh, Amazon and eBay right this very moment the uh, videos are also brought to you by the books that we make so Jimmy tell the people what you have on the horizon Hulk Grand Design coming in February pre-order that reserve your copy today before those things are sold out because it is selling well right now and it's not even out yet thank you all for that but I uh, do pre-order or reserve a copy if you want it Street Angel Deadly Scroll Live and Princess of Poverty coming soon and The Plain Janes also available you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see more of my comics and art what I'm working on you can download out of print zines and mini comics and you can see my painting experiments from last week week uh big post on all of those 
Red Room Crypto Killers issue number one is being solicited to your comic shops at this very moment. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. There are two existing trade paperbacks out there, all stories self-contained. If you see an issue, scoop an issue up. Give it a shot. Hit up my Patreon. I'm serializing the new Red Room comics before they hit paper at the Patreon. And uh, Hip Hop Family Tree, 10 year anniversary, X-Men Grand Design. Bunch of books out there for you to chew on. Hit up my link tree in the description below. You can get all this material. Jimmy, tell the people what else is out there. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, stickers, fanny packs, hats, mugs, and lots more at our spread shop. That link is also below this video. Another great way to support the channel, man. Given those marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.